0: What is up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Cabrera, the podcast and coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And ditching the job is definitely something a lot of people want to do, but there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. So we're going to talk about how do we avoid the wrong way of ditching a job. Uh, So instead of like, you know, not fully thinking it out, we're going to share with you a different mentality, which is to invest five minutes each day into living out your dream life. So more on that coming up in this episode. Our guest who joins us, she simplifies strategic risk management practices for medium and large enterprises. She has spoken at Harvard and other places like that. She's also an ERM advisor and a best-selling author. Our guest who joins us is none other than Karen Hardy. Karen, welcome to the
1: show. Awesome, Mark. It's great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Karen, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And I do feel like daily habits are so important. I feel like doing something every day allows you to learn if this is the thing for you and just be consistent. So I love this idea of investing five minutes a day into your dream life. I'm wondering what are some of the things like we do during those five minutes? Because it's great to do daily, but and like five minutes isn't a lot of time, which makes it easy to put in the schedule. But it's like, what do we really do with five minutes to create an impact?
1: You know, it's really not about how much you do in five minutes as, as it is that you actually do something with your five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you take away more when you're just able to just do something small on a checklist. It may be a five-minute task, but the idea is that knowing that you've accomplished that particular task, I think, is what really motivates you and gives you that energy that you need to keep going. So it's not a matter of how much you do in five minutes, but walking away with that energy and expectation that knowing that you've done something on your checklist gives you the the motivation that you need and knowing that you're making strides towards your goal.
0: And I really love that because like, we're not saying you have to do five minutes exactly every day. Like, you know, sometimes you could do 30 minutes, sometimes you could do an hour, but just this idea of, Even if you have a really tough day at work, even if there's traffic both ways on the commute. So as long as you get something done for five minutes. Now, some people may say that, you know, like I have this like um, really big, like I pursue big projects that are like each task is time consuming, like a podcast, for instance, where uh, you're interviewing someone. like this interview is not going to be just five minutes. So Right. I'm wondering what advice do you have for people who feel like all the stuff they do is more than five minutes?
1: Well, you break it up in pieces. They say that the easiest way to eat an elephant is what? One bite at a time, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you treat your projects just like that. It's It can be extremely overwhelming. It, just like you said, you're coming home for work, you spent 30, an hour, or um. Uh, minutes or so on the freeway trying to get home. You're stressed out. You're tired. You haven't eaten dinner. The last thing you want to do is another task. You just spent the whole day at work supervising people, hearing their problems, you know, mitigating and strategizing to solve personal problems as well as business problems at work. The last thing you want to do is another task. So the idea here is to take um, a whole list of tasks. It's like breaking down all the projects within one big project. Taking one piece of that project one day at a time and if it's just five minutes, do that. For instance, if I wanna do a podcast, I can't write the script or summarize what the podcast is gonna be and write down the objectives all in one setting because I am working a nine to fiver. So maybe on a Monday night, I'll just write down, these are the three tips I wanna uh, cover within my podcast. And then call it a day, <laughs> okay? And then maybe the next day you do something to say, you know, how would I describe this podcast? Then the next day, well, who do I want to be on my on the show as the guest? So that is my approach because in my life I found that it was too much. I can't work, and I'm not a Superwoman, or you know, and there's some people on a Superman. It's overwhelming. So how do we get to where we want to go, right? Our ideal place in our lives, our dream, our destiny. But how can we do that and still make progress at the same time?
0: Yeah, and you mentioned a really critical point where uh, people may have these like really ambitious dreams. And by all means, go for it. You want to have really big dreams. Uh, But the issue is that you mentioned it. People come home. They're like, I haven't had dinner. I don't want to you know do this extra work i just want to chill for the day and i'm done and uh like you like some people be of the mind of you know work was work leave it behind at the work come back home and act as if it never happened like it did happen though and like we do think (laughs) about it though so i don't want like that's not the message but no how can we lessen its effect on us when we come home so that I'm not trying to say like, you know, we act as if it never happens, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we're still able to get stuff done and not let things like certain events just like drag us away from progress
1: well you know we can't we can't compare ourselves to other people because everyone has their own definition and level of production the beautiful thing is that after work you have the power to determine what your level of production is you don't have that supervisor who's managing you saying that you have to get this or that task done so after hours you are in total control so what you have defined as productive is what is productive. So if you get one thing done after work that took five minutes to do, that's high production. And we need to rethink how we think about our work when we aren't at work. So at work, we're under the supervisor's care and direction at home. You're the boss. You determine what you want to do and how much you want to do. And then we just need to rethink how we see, you know, working on our dreams uh, after the nine to five.
0: And when you do ditch your job, and even when you're on that, especially when you're on that journey, it is a big yeah. transition to be your own boss. A lot of people talk about the glamour. It's like, oh, look at me, I'm my own boss. If I want to wake up at 2 p.m. today, I can, like, you know, like these things like that, like, you, you know, mm-hmm. having that sense of control. But for some people, like at the work, they may be really good at their jobs where it's like, yeah if I'm your boss, I tell you to do X, Y, Z, you do X, Y, and Z on like the highest scale. And I'm like, I got to give this guy a raise or something like that. But then you come home and you're not getting it done as your own boss. So how can people who they have their job and maybe they're doing like well at their job, Mm -hmm. have that carry over to when they're like their own boss instead of like kind of being pushovers to their own stuff, but going oh, yeah. all in for the boss, their you own, to, yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a problem, Mark. I mean, it's a whole different way of thinking. You know, you're working for the paycheck, right? And then, so you're not you're not as self-directed as you are when you have to come home nine to five. You have to have, a, you have to be more of a self-leader when you come home versus someone who's actually directed by, uh, you, you know, supervisor to, to tell you what to do. And so it's a a switch in your mindset. Being an entrepreneur is different than being an employee, right? But while you're an employee, that's a good time to practice your entrepreneurial mindset. And the best way to practice that is after work, nine to five, doing things for five minutes a day, which is, so it's incremental changes of a mindset that we're working on. And cumulatively, imagine if you do that for six months or for a year, you're practicing that mindset in in small chunks, five minutes a day and you're changing your own habits. So you're preparing for that launch. You know, when you do finally decide to make that move is not totally foreign to you.
0: And, uh, just on this final thought, I mean, we could obviously expand based on where this goes, but, yeah. uh, you mentioned, you know, five minutes a day, and that's really great for when you have a job, when you have a paycheck coming in and then let's say you ditch your job now, you definitely have to do a lot more than five minutes per day. So how do we make that transition? Not like the, you know, the saving up for six months and stuff like that, but the, I've been working for five minutes uh, per day on my business. Now I have to up it to like several hours per day because now the business is what I'm doing full time.
1: Yeah, exactly. So once you make that transition, then you realize how much time you really do have. And it really becomes a little shocking because you realize how much you how much time you do have to manage and you have to become very disciplined at still managing your time. So hopefully um, the combination of working for someone else, working under their time, their clock, and then coming home and, and practicing that in your nine to five. And then all of a sudden you put in a situation where you have to manage a full day. That's a matter of discipline. And you have to fill that day. And one of the things I wanted to mention to that point, I think there's three things, three things that really help you do that. One is and it's different types of coaching that can help you once you do make that transition. Um, One is um, you have um, passive coaching, meaning that you can scour Facebook, right, or Instagram or what have you in these social um, settings and then you can learn things from different people just from passive coaching, right? Join a Facebook group or listen to a webinar, what have you. And then there's the opportunity to have self-directed coaching. And that is where you have to determine what things do you need to be successful as a full-time entrepreneur. And of course, you can always invest in directed coaching where you hire a coach, someone who's there to talk to you day to day or as frequently as possible to help you get through these milestones that you set for yourself because you do have this huge block of time and you can't manage that by yourself.
0: And Karen brings up a really great point on the coaching. I mean, I am a coach, so there's obviously a little bias here, but I've hired several coaches and it's a very different experience when you are in a Facebook group or you're, scrolling through Instagram pictures versus someone telling you what to do. I mean, I'm a podcast na- coach now, but before that, I had my own podcast coach who mm-hmm. helped me get to this point. I had a YouTube coach who helped me get to the point where I am now, and a uh, Pinterest coach also who has gotten me to where I am now. So, exactly, I mean, you do want to invest in yourself. That's a, I do want to talk a little bit about that also because uh, I feel like people – want to just use Google to figure the things out and like Mm -hmm. just like like these podcast episodes I do are great like that well obviously I'm saying but like you know like (laughs) like podcasting in general but like how do we get better at actually investing in our businesses rather than just trying free stuff only
1: well you just can't do free stuff I mean free stuff is you get what you pay for it's, it's a rule of life. I've been around for a long time. <laughs> okay. And you really do get what you pay for. I mean, the, the free stuff will it's enough to get you started or to uh, get you motivated in terms of or, or pique your in- interest. But eventually you do have to invest in yourself. Every day you go to work and your job is paying for you to, for a certain amount of training to Go to a training conference or something like that. That shouldn't stop. And while you are working nine to five, you need to think about how you're going to uh, transfer over that and that those training requirements into you as an entrepreneur. You are your best investment, whether you're working for someone nine to five or if you're an entrepreneur. That should that shouldn't stop. So I don't think I think when people think that because they're entrepreneur, they have to get free stuff. I, I don't think that's a reality. It's nothing different than if you work for a job, and they pay for your training, and that training is not cheap. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because there's a return on investment is expected as a result of that particular paid training. Yep,
0: Karen hits on really great points, and uh, if you did like her points, you did like her message and what she's all about. We will have links in the show notes so you can keep following Karen. On her journey i know that karen and i have been in dialogue for quite some time now so yes we have happy to finally be interacting with each other on ditch the job but i'm wondering if you could share with us what some of those links are for people to follow your work and journey
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm speaking from experience you know that, that day will come when i will be making that transition but you know i've upped my game because i've spent a lot of time you know, doing the self-directed coaching, doing the passive coaching, and doing the invested, directed coaching. So I'm speaking from you know I'm I'm not just preaching to the choir for the most part. I'm a student of my own message. So what I've done, I've, I've built um, things up for myself over time. One is uh, Dr. Karen Hardy Speaks.com. Is one of my websites, and that's for uh, speaking engagements. Um, but I've also started my own online academy based on my my field of profession, which is risk management. And uh, I've learned from you know doing the passive coaching and going to Facebook and paid coaching. I came up with a spin on what I do. It's called FlipThisRiskAcademy.com, and that's my way of educating everyone on a universal skill of risk management. Everyone should know and understand risk management for the benefit of their company or organization. So I'm building a community around that offering courses on that. And I'm basically taking it from there.
0: Well, Karen, that's really awesome work that you're doing and we'll have all those links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for joining us on Digital the Job. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Same here. Thank you so much, Mark.